Hello, history enthusiasts. Welcome to the Rural Experience in America Community Civics Through Historical Inquiry podcast. The National Council for History Education, a proud member of the Library of Congress's Teaching with Primary Sources Consortium, is pleased to present to you a series of podcasts spotlighting the public history projects created by teachers, community partners, and students from all over the United States. My name is Talia, and today I'll be talking to one of the 11 educators who participated in the first year of this project. Listen in as we learn more about how they integrated public history into their classrooms. Let's welcome to the podcast, Stacey Radeke. I am Stacey Radeke. I live in what's called the Mitt of Michigan, West Branch. I'm the West Branch Rose City Schools. Um, My high school is the Ogama Heights High School. I teach world history and U.S. history and sometimes Gov and Econ. I would love to learn more about your project, Farm History, Past to Present in Our Community. Okay. Um, Basically, what we did was I asked for pictures um, from my local farmers from about from the 1980s, 1990s, which when I did the math, I couldn't believe was 40 years ago. (laughs) We got some pictures from nine farms, and then we went out with our school drone and took pictures of things today and then did a comparison of a then and now. What inspired you to choose this project for your students? Well, I was happy to hear that we could do anything that we wanted, and I started to think, what in the world am I going to do? I live in a rural farm community, So I was kind of thinking back to the things that I did when I was younger, and I did a lot of things on my uncle's dairy farm, and I remember that they had those aerial views, and I thought, I wonder if they still do that, and what would farms look like between then and now, and we have a school drone that we've never been able to put in the air, so I thought this was a great way to do that, and I also wanted to do something cross-curriculum outside of English. Um, and with our STEM program that we have and the drone and the aerial views, that's just kind of where this all started from. When you're finding these aerial uh, images of different farms in your community, where do you look? The farmers have them from the 1980s, 1990s, the farmers have them. Um, I do know that our local newspaper here, the, the gentleman that owned it way back in like the 40s and 50s also had an airplane. And in the 50s, he went around and took aerial views of all the current farms that were there. Wow. So I, I found that out in the research part of getting these farms together. And that really inspired me to start where I did this year and next year move on to what we have, our Centennial Farms, which are farms that have been in the family for at least 100 years. So I have a lead on into next year's project, and we're going to do a much longer history. So what were your student reactions when you presented this project to them and explained the scope of what they were going to be doing? At first, they were like, okay, how's this going to go? What are we going to do? And then when I showed them the pictures, I was lucky enough to have um, a couple of the farms, I had their grandkids. One of them, I actually have the, the daughter of the owner. And they kind of really helped me springboard this into what it turned into be. The more they started looking. And I was very fortunate that out of nine farms, I think I had five or six where the farmers actually came into the school and talked to the kids. And I think that that was really rewarding for the kids to actually have that connection, that there is a person here and they, they know 
wow, they, they learned a lot. I learned some things. On that same note, can you describe the teacher, community partner, and student role in the project? Um, are the students using the drones? How is that working? <laughs> Actually, the students did use the drones. Um, when they started out, because like I said, we had a um, drone in our STEM department that we weren't using. We have three kids that were in our STEM three, and they we went out and our STEM teacher flew the drone around, but then he's like, here kids, here, you you do this. And we were very lucky to have another gentleman come with us who is very familiar with drones. And he taught me things. He taught the boys things. He taught our STEM teacher things. Um, some things I never imagined that drones could do. Um, not just for taking pictures. There are drones out there that farmers can put fertilizer in and fertilize their crops when their tractors can't get in the field. Oh, wow. So it, it's inspired me to next year when I do this, I will be prepared and have taken the test that we've made the students take. So now I can fly the drone next year. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> so what is it like collaborating with other teachers in different departments? And how has that benefited or added some challenges to your project? Um, I Like I said, I, I purposely went to the STEM teacher um, just because I did have the drone. And I like that idea of of meshing science and or history together because then the kids can see history is not just dull and boring stuff. It does involve our community. Um, I was originally talking to the STEM teacher a lot and our environmental science teacher came in and he was like, well, if you give me pictures, I can do this, this, that, and that. And I'm like, done. So that pulled him in. And then um, we actually have an ag teacher. He was unavailable this year to help us out, but next year... He's like, what is this project? What are you doing? And once I explained it to him, he was like, um, I said, do you want to do it next year? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> the, the challenges was just, you know, coordinating everything. It wasn't a massive, there was no, oh, I don't want to do this. They were, they were very eager to be involved. That's awesome. So with all these different partners, how are your students uh, presenting their project? The, well, we already presented it. Um, so they made some very rather large displays and we had the picture, the past and present pictures and some of the things, the information that they found out from the farmers and from the environmental science. Um, our kids actually took all of the videos and pictures that they did on the drone, my STEM three kids, and made a collage video to show during the presentation. So it, it, it turned out really nice. I, I'm very pleased, very pleased. When we, we displayed this during our parent-teacher conferences, which that Monday night actually happened to be a board meeting, and we have two, um, two board members whose farms we actually use, and they were, they were very pleased. They were, they were very excited. So as somebody who just had their students present, can you provide some recommendations for identifying, communicating, and working with all these partners on this project from the school board and um, the student teacher conferences? How did that uh, turn out? That turned out really well. I was, I, I, like I said, I had nine farms that agreed. I did have a couple that I kind of lost contact with. We tried to reach out and they weren't contacting us back. So we did what we could with the information that we had. Um, but it, it was really good. There, there was one time I had to go out to all the farmers' farms to make sure they had questionnaires and whatnot, and I got a chance to sit and talk with them. And many of them were around when we were had the drones at their farm, 
And they were like, wow. Some of them were very wild with what was going on. Um, I have a lot of elderly farmers that were just amazed at what was going on. I actually had one farmer, he, um, he had back surgery two weeks before we had a chance to talk to them, but he was like, I want to talk to the kids. So we did a phone conference with him. Farmers really stepped up when it, when, when we gave them the questionnaires, they, they brought all the extra information. They, they were very, very helpful. It was very nice. I'd also like to know, I know you, you have a lot of primary sources in your project from those 1950s aerial views to the, the new drone footage. I was wondering if you use any other primary sources, where you located them, and if you used any Library of Congress resources. The things I've done with the Library of Congress, just the minimal things, I've gone to my science department and say, here's a resource for you. It's the Library of Congress, but let me tell you, it's a great resource. With this project, I really did not use any Library of Congress resources. I'm hoping to add to that, actually, with the resources that I have. Just because West Branch, Michigan is so small and tiny, I didn't really expect anything to be in the Library of Congress for us. Um, The pictures that were taken back in the 90s are in our historical society, so I don't think they have too much of a ties with the Library of Congress. I'm just very excited that the things that we're doing will go in there maybe to start that process. What do you think the greatest reward or benefit to your students is completing a public history project? That they were able to see our community in a different light. They know we live in a farm community. Um, They know it's very rural, but to see how things have changed and developed. We have one farm that literally was in, in the 1980s was a house and a barn and to see what it looks like today is very, very different. Just the new technologies, we're able to talk about how a lot of the farms have gone from like the parlor style dairy farms to the robots that milk the cows now. And like I said, the the, um, drone that can take fertilizer out to the farms. I think they could see that there was more to it. And when I was explaining to them today, I'm like, okay, do you know what the Library of Congress is? I had to explain to them what it was. And then we went from that to, okay, you know, your projects are going to be presented in that. And they, I think they were a little overwhelmed at first. Like what? I'm like, no, this is going like, so someone in North Dakota or Montana, they see our project and they're like, well, maybe we can do something like that. So maybe your project has inspired someone else to do that too. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm sure that's when you're learning about the library of Congress at first and you learn the scope, it's a little like, I didn't, who knew they did all this all this work. And kind of on the flip side, what are some of the challenges of working on a public history project and working with students in completing one? The the challenge, well, we had some unique challenges at my school that we had to face during this project. One of those being, unfortunately, we, um, in the middle of everything, we lost a student. So we had some challenges with that. Um, Getting back in contact with some of the the farmers, because like I said, some of them they were great at the beginning and then we were trying to get a hold of them and I was able to get them like a questionnaire, but I never got it back. Um, we had a snow day. So that set me back another day of getting the projects together. But the one of the challenges and it's because it's the first time I've ever done this is ordering the right amount of materials. We ran out of materials after the first day. So I had to scrounge and, and good thing I'm keeping a list of what I need for next year. But those, <laughs> Those were more of the challenges that I faced was, was not big ones, but the little ones that you cannot prepare for. 
So in, in that spirit, do you have any advice for other teachers who are embarking on a public history project for the first time? Be passionate. Know what you want to do. Reach out to your community partners. Um, I was very fortunate that when I went, actually the secretary of our, our high school, um, she's a farm girl. I'm like, give me a list of all the farms in the area. And she she stepped up and gave me all the, the names and the farmers. And she started to help me get those contacts. And through her and some of the other contacts, like I said, I had some some of the grandkids and some of the kids. And one of them, one of the farmers was actually a neighbor that I walked by his house every day on my morning walk. In the summertime, I was able to start reaching out to these individual farmers. And oh, by the way, who's doing this with me? And I could name off different farmers or I had one that was very resistant at the beginning. And he's like, well, what other farms are you doing? And I started naming them off and he's like, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> and then later on, he was like, he kind of turned me down at the beginning. But then his granddaughter, he had dinner with his granddaughter and, and he mentioned, yeah, your teacher came in and talked to me. She's like, grandpa, can, can we just do it? And he called me back that night and was like, okay, I was talked into it. And he, he was very glad. He, he was very glad when we got it all wrapped up and they could see what we did. Students? I am just excited that I was picked for to do the project and had the freedom and the ability and the support that I needed to do the project, not only from um, Regina, who I love, um, but also my school, my principal, my superintendent was just ecstatic. The school board, um, it, was, it was just nice to have that community support. Thank you so much to Stacey Radeke for giving us a sneak peek into her creative process. Stay tuned to hear from four of her students, Brax, Megan, Phoenix, and Aaron, as they discuss their projects. I'm Brax from Ogma Heights High School in Michigan and we did a farm project about the Lehman farm and one thing I learned about it is they moved their grain storage into bunkers and I'd hope other people learned about just the farming process and what it takes. My name is Megan. I am in 10th grade. I go to Ogama Heights High School in Michigan. My part of the farm project was working on the Lehman farm to come up with questions to ask the farmer. One thing I learned is that farmers have a lot of good reasons to make changes to, to their farms, such as removing silos, removing barns, and making barns. I hope that everyone learns to support the farmers because they are our lifeline. Hi, my name is Phoenix. I'm in 10th grade and I go to Ogama Heights High School in Michigan. Um, my part in the farm project was I compared and contrasted the pictures as well as uh, came up with the questions we asked the farmers. I learned how long my town has actually been around and saw how much it developed. And I hope that others learn some history of their own town and it just involve yourself more in the community. Hi, my name is Aaron. I'm a 10th grader from Oklahoma Heights High School in Michigan. I helped out putting the project together in Billerie. I also helped with asking questions and getting answers for them. I hope other people can get the opportunity to do this project because it was a super fun and all around good experience. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you will also listen to other teachers, community partners, and students as they share their impressive public history projects that connect students with their community's history. You can find all the stories on our website at nche.teach.org.
This podcast has been produced by Regina Holland, Program Manager at National Council for History Education, and Talia Smith, a Teaching with Primary Sources intern at the Library of Congress. NCHE is a proud member of the Library of Congress's Teaching with Primary Sources Consortium. This podcast contains samples of Bulldoze Blues by Eleanor Ellis and Henry Thomas. It was retrieved by Deanne Arthur and Rick Arthur via the collection of Music Box Project materials found at the Archive of Folk Culture American Folklife Center at the Library of Congress. It can also be found on the Citizen DJ website. Last but certainly not least, thank you so much to all of the teachers, community partners, and students who participated in the creation of this podcast. Until next time. <laughs>